Text us on 0499 736 736. Live on SEN Track. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel. Welcome back, Toby McKinnon, Dan Malecki with you. Pat off the sex off the text says that uh, it's not all about me, mate. Well, Pat, uh, it is tonight. We're allowed to celebrate your achievement, and if we can't celebrate uh, you having your first drive, what can we celebrate, mate? Uh, and he says Norm's lady is his place tip, and uh, could be a really good place tip, Norm's lady, but we don't have markets and prices to compare that to so it's hard to say if she's two dollars she's certainly not but if she was six dollars she would be and she'll probably be four dollars and that's that 50 50 flip if you ask me race three is the saddle world shepherd and trot and i think dan the first question i've got for you here is who's going to lead now golden sunset to give you some stats has drawn gate, this will hurt Juanita Breen's, hope you're not listening Juanita, has drawn gate five on 13 occasions and led eight times, gate five. She's in gate seven on Saturday night, Juanita with Golden Sunset. And drawn gate six, isn't, six or seven eight times and never led. Never led from gate six or seven, but has led eight times from 13 attempts at gate five. That's... And that, for people adding up, it's 21 out of 51 starts. She's drawn gate five, six or seven with Golden Sunset. Of the eight times she's led from gate five, she's won four of them. So the question, Dan, is do you think Golden Sunset will try and lead from the outside of the front? Oh, definitely come out of the gate, you would think. I mean, if you go back, um, you nearly have to go back to last, don't you? So, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd come out of the gate. I, I don't know if she's going that well. Her last couple of runs seem to have dropped off a bit. She started off her prep really good. Mm. Um, last week was... Well, I thought was plain, and even the Bendigo run the week before, although not not beaten that far, they went really slow and really struggled up the straight. So, um, I would think yes, but at the same time, with a couple of disappointing starts in my eyes, maybe you want to see her just chase a little bit better. So, yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's, so it just depends, you know, how Juanita would look upon that. She might know why. Uh, she uh, performed uh, a little below her level at her last start, maybe the start before as well. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm oh. goalpost wide open there with what they could do with Golden Sunset. She's quick enough that she could lead because I'm not convinced that Quake Proof is not really quick out, star down under, um, not really quick out, or it's been a while since I've seen him in a position that he could show some gate speed. Um, bit of Irish luck, luck is another mm. um, that uh, can be a bit iffy. Utopia, uh, I doubt, has got the initial gate speed, might try to hustle its way. Naked Ambition gets off the gate well. Queen of Quebec, not quick out, but could probably hustle forward. So with that in mind, Golden Sunset could actually get across and lead from and get across pretty comfortably. Don't know. It's a difficult question that you've asked me because I, I thought if she did go forward, um, I wasn't confident enough to have her in the mix because I thought Golden Sunset had been disappointing in her last couple of starts, but she might be able to get across here. Ch- tune in to Trot's Vision uh, live and free tomorrow night at about 7.25, 12 minutes before this race, and I'm going to wrangle Juanita Breen, and I'll ask her the question, Dan, before I throw to you for your thoughts. So we'll know more about it then, I suppose. Mm. It might be as simple as what she usually does and normally there'd be no need to change that. If she came off the back of winning at Melton and then second at Melton behind Royal Charlotte, I'd say, oh, absolutely, yeah, should lead. But yeah. I reckon the next couple of runs have been um, a bit below that level. I thought her first two runs were, were pretty good, but her next three um, were not so good. Uh, my one in this race, 
I think a bit Irish luck will get across the two inside. I'm not sure if Golden Sunset crosses, but it's three from three when it's led, and it's leader's back form. It's had two wins and two seconds, bit of Irish luck, and I just think it might provide a bit of value in the race. Did you have a bit of Irish luck in your top four? Uh, I had it uh, in the mix. I didn't have it in my top four. I must admit mm. I wasn't quite sure which way to go here. Utopia is the horse that was... Um, I was having trouble trying to rate because it never looked a chance last week, obviously. The track played in a certain way at Bendigo. It was very much favouring leaders and pegline horses um, to, a, to a greater extent than normal, I believe. Um, and Utopia was never in the race. But I thought it was just a battling run anyway. It came off the back of a six or seven-week break. And it, it looks the obvious one on exposed form over quite some period of time. I mean, its last five starts go back the best part of about two and a bit years, doesn't it? So, I know, which is concerning. Uh, um, we, and because we're not, we haven't got any prices to work off, it could be a $1.40 and I wouldn't want to touch it. No. Um, and, and even if it's $2.30, I don't think I would want to, you know, be, be tipping Utopia. I'm just not sure where it's at. I haven't got the confidence to sort of uh, ex, have an expectation of what it will do. It might simply be better than the other horses and whatever price it goes around might be fitting. But we saw it last week. Um, it wasn't so much disappointing because I think we're giving it uh, excuses for way for the way that that track was playing at that time. It wasn't suiting horses coming from back in the field. Kate stayed back, didn't make a run, which made me think, well, maybe it needed the run anyway. So here with a frontline draw, which it wouldn't have seen... Um, well, last time it saw it, it was wide. Remember, it was wide early. It worked around them. It beat a couple of handy horses. So um, if it's at that level, sure, it can win, but at what price? So I worked around it anyway. I, I thought that the most obvious way to go was Love Gun each way. Mm. Um, he's uh, refound his mojo with a win at Melton and then a second behind He's All Muscle. I thought he was pretty solid. That was over a shorter trip. And I don't think those shorter trips are his perfect trip. I think this is the distance range that suits him better. He should be hard fit now. So the eight each way is my top selection. I threw in I threw in Quake Proof because we identified there didn't look to be what we would consider a lot of gate speed. I thought at worst, Quake Proof could be three back the pegs. He's definitely going well and might be able to just hold up the B leaders back. So I think he's in the mix. Utopia, I can't leave out, but I just can't make a... A strong enough case. I can give reasons why he can win, but I can't make a strong enough case why you should back him. Um, yeah, but he's yeah. definitely there. And six Queen of Quebec, eight, one, four, and six. Yeah, well, I've got Love Gun as the one to beat as well, I think, uh, for all the reasons you said. I thought Peter Irish like, probably crosses and can run can run a good race. Was a little bit out of form for some time in the sense that didn't win a race, but you know, ran in Vic Bread finals, etc. Won a Gumbauer Cup. Uh, 12 months ago, won the, uh, a silver at some stage as a three-year-old too. So it's a pretty nice horse on its night. So it could surprise and uh, we'd want a bit of value about it. And I'm just not going to mention anywhere Hugo, Dan, and we will not mention it after I tipped it four weeks in a row and then it ran third the week I after. I put it, it in the mix, you know. I, I, oh, I've actually got it listed as it, my fifth pick anywhere, Hugo. I think it sort of drops in class. Yeah. Sort of with that price where you'd, you'd want to be putting it into your top four because I could see him figuring. Yeah, agree. And the old grey-blue common, I've got a special affinity for, for obvious reasons, for those that have seen my hair. Race four is the Graham Head Memorial, Memorial three-year-old pace. And 
the heads, Helen and Graham, wonderful contributors to harness racing. He was on the old trotting control board, Dan. That takes you back a little while, doesn't it? But, yeah, great contributors to harness racing over so many years. And uh, their great mare, Madam Han, who produced so many horses, including a, a safari at one stage. So... Intriguing race, Dan, but there's a horse in this I think is going to be a star. Sergeant Louie trialled really impressively. Our great mate Rob Orber owns him, and, yeah, I just think he might be a level above these. I know uh, Keto has been impressive as well, beat American Hammer in a trial, and Komodo the Dragon uh, will go back and will charge home, but I just think uh, we might see the unveiling of one of our better three-year-olds over the next 12 months in Sergeant Lou. Yeah, well, Rob will be loving to hear those thoughts. He's got four runners on the night, Rob yeah, Orbis, so cool, and no. all horses that he's bred, so it's a pretty special night for him. Sergeant Lou starts off his campaign. Be good to have a look at him. He was a nice type, even last preparation. It always looked like he was going to be a better three-year-old, probably a better late-season three-year-old again. He's got more improvement to come, a bit like his mum, Bella's Delight. Yeah. Um, he's got a bit of gate speed because they, they only used it pretty much on one occasion. He come out of the gate pretty good, so he's definitely got it there. But, you know, I'm not sure not sure he can cross Keto at the start, but at the, or the Statesman for that matter. It's, it's a decent field. Um, Komodo, uh, he's just been hitting the line hard. I, I mean, even last start, he comes off the back straight and he was, wasn't really pacing like a horse that was going to win. And then he gets balanced up, but he only needs 150 metres and he makes up 15 or 20 metres. So these smaller fields suit him. Um, he's hard fit. Um, he's the, I was going to say he's the devil we know, but he's the dragon that we know. And um, he does breathe fire. His name's Komodo, um, but uh, Komodo's the only dragon I know of that doesn't fly. But this Komodo does because <laughs> he just let loose last, his last couple of starts. Very impressive to watch. Keto. Uh, his debut win, his only start in New Zealand was good. He came off the gate okay, but he got caught without cover. Uh, then he ended up with the cover and he hit the line well. He looks a really nice type. He's by Sweet Lou, just like Sergeant Lou. Uh, I've got um, the uh, the Statesman and Sergeant Lou in to my top four as well. Uh, I, I think it's a really good race. Uh, I think these are horses that will get to a, a really good level. Some of them have already. Seven, three, four, and five. Yeah, there could be... Three Dar Vic Derby horses in this three, or even four potentially yeah. in a Vic Derby final later in the year. It's a really good race, the Graham Head Memorial, and I'm I'm really proud of the fact it is too because they've been, as I said, great contributors to the sport. Race five is the Your Sold Real Estate Pace. Another intriguing race this, and my I think my ultimate Billy will lead. Uh, loves to lead. I think Andrew German will be really keen to lead with this horse, the trainer. So. If that happens, this race just becomes Platinum Stride's race to tear to bits. If its leader's backs Platinum Stride uh, and it goes around $4.20, uh, it will win this race. Yes, there's a lot of other chances. If that doesn't happen, if my ultimate Billy hands up to an Aussie battler or an invitation only, who's an intriguing commodity invitation only, spent a little bit of time with Jason Grimson, ran in a chariots of fire and... Uh, it's come back and won at big odds off only moderate trials, I would say, for Team Walsh, whose stable is going really well. Uh, there's a lot of other chances. Sandy uh, or Sandy, depends on what side of the camp you're on there. And uh, I know the owners like Sandy, so we'll stick with Sandy. Uh, it's it's a horse that's just so versatile and racing so well, but uh, has got an issue with barrier draws, just can't seem to find one. 
And then there's some real talent as well with Tango and Sierra and Hot Deal off the back row. How'd you find this one, Dan? Yeah, I like you. Platinum Strides, the one that stood out to me, but there's a fine line between following a horse like my ultimate Billy, who's going to be a 30-to-1 shot. Yeah. He's got the gate speed to lead, but I didn't think it was up to it last start. Ran well, uh, but that was on a track that was really suiting leaders and it still couldn't get within QE. So whether or not now they would change up their... Um, plans to, to try to see if he finds the line better if he took a sit. Not sure. You, you've got your asset there and often you want to use it. Sometimes it's a matter of getting a really uh, cheap split. Maybe that could happen if they went slower. Um, but Platinum Stride, if that was the scenario, is obviously going to be behind the lead. That will be the case. If Platinum Stride's three back the pegs, yeah, that if, changes things quite yeah. a lot. Particularly if my ultimate Billy then was taking a sit but behind an LB2 chains or an invitation only, or even a Sanday for that matter. Um, it'd be advantage for that horse that was in front. And then who's the horse that's going to go around and sit park? Maybe it's hot deal. Um, Platinum Stride doesn't have to just get the sprint lane to win this race. He's quite capable of coming off the pegs and getting the right run through and still being able to finish over the top of them. He's my top pick. We're not sure what price we're dealing with. We'd naturally like to see an each-way price. And yeah. from inside the back row, that's the price you would expect that you should be getting. I think Hot Deal's going well enough. That free-for-all run last start was pretty good. It was a hot race. Uh, five invitation nice. only. You'd think there's more improvement to come out of that first up win in the Cobram Cup. Uh, we've seen a couple of horses win that Cobram Cup first up in the past over the long trip, which is quite extraordinary, really. Yeah. Um, and LB2 Chains run first up was also quite good and has got the good gate. He gets off the gate pretty well, and with Nathan Jack as well. 8, 12, 5, 3, but can easily throw in Sanday. I'm a 10 going with Sierra fan, but she's let me down a couple of times lately. and. Mm. Um, I don't like saying uh, I'm, I'm happy to risk her this time because I think there's more to give, but it has been a long time since she's last one. And the other one, Rusty Crackers. Don't uh, discount him. He's uh, He went okay in the Leeton Cup final, and uh, he's had 13 different drivers throughout his career. And finally, uh, Blake Jones has driven him in trials a few times, uh, gets a steer, so and lose, loses nothing there. And Matt Painting, I did a best-of series uh, last week, Dan, two shows, and Matt Painting made the best-of series uh, last week to show what a great person of the sport Matt Painting has been in the sport for a long, long time. And uh, it's the Calamboli in the Riverina is the arts capital of the Riverina because that's where all the paintings are from. Let's get a breakaway, <laughs> Dan. We'll come back. Race six, it's the Shepparton Pacing Cup, and we might reference a certain Cobram Cup where a horse was first up for a long time.